This episode is brought to you by Carvana. They'll drive you happy. Carvana has purchased over a million cars from happy customers by giving them an offer within minutes. And they can do the same for you. Carvana will give you a real offer for your car within minutes. Then they'll come to pick up your car and pay you on the spot. So to get a real offer on your vehicle in minutes, download the app or visit Carvana.com. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about the movie Knives Out. This is actually a movie that came out last year. I didn't get around to actually watching the movie or anything like that because of the fact that there were other movies that got in the way of actually letting me go see this Ryan Johnson film. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in here and catch this on Redbox whenever I can. So that's what I did. And then another movie that came under my radar was the movie Black and Blue. Black and Blue is a movie that is based in New Orleans, and it never got released around the Mississippi area or anything like that, but, you know, one of my friends said, hey, look, Black and Blue is a good movie, so you should go on ahead and check that out, so I rented that, and I also rented Knives Out, so I was like, you know what, why don't I just go on ahead and do a review for it, so anyways, I'm gonna go on ahead and paint the scene for what Knives Out is about, so you have this family who's very dysfunctional, and everything, and basically, Christopher Plummer plays the writer who winds up passing away, and it seems like the circumstances surrounding the death of the crime novelist Harley T- Harlan Tumbley, which is actually played by Christopher Plummer, are, is, are mysterious, but there's one thing that renowned detective Bennett Balak knows for sure, everyone in the widely dysfunctional Thrombay family is a suspect now. Bullock must shift through a web of lies and red herrings to uncover the truth. Now, this is what I have to say about this. Ryan Johnson does a fantastic job at setting up each character to where you can actually understand where each character was at that present time of his death. And also, too, if you want to go in and put your finger on it, is this... It's like a modern day version of what Clue is. If this would have been, if this was actually renamed Clue Two or a reboot of Clue, this is actually what a Clue reboot would actually look like. Because there's, this is actually taking place in a one room setting. Everybody's a suspect. Daniel Craig gets hired on. We don't know why he was hired on or anything like that. So there's that mystery aspect. You have Chris Evans in this movie. You have. Anna de Amis, uh, that's how I'm saying it. She plays Martha, and Martha's actually the caregiver to Christopher Palmer, and he's also, of course, the victim, and she's actually his nurse and caregiver. And then Chris Evans plays uh, Ransom Drysdale, who's actually the son in the movie, and then you also have Jamie Lee Curtis, you have Tony Collette, you have Catherine... Landford, you have, like I said, a whole ca- cast of great actors and actresses in this movie. Heck, you even have Michael Shannon in this movie as well. And of course, you already know how Michael Shannon is, how he plays shady characters and stuff like that. But Michael Shannon does such a good job at trying to put all the other characters within range of where they're actually where he's actually changing certain stories up to where those characters were at that present time that they that they actually told Daniel Craig. And I actually like that aspect, though. You have him who thinks that he's actually the good brother, who's actually the caring brother, who's 
always there for his family and stuff like that. And then there's Chris Evans, who's the rebellious guy who doesn't really care about the family at all or anything like that. And he actually understands that their whole entire family is greedy as hell and doesn't really care about anything other than themselves. And then, of course, we are, like I said, we actually have Martha. Martha's actually the caregiver. And once we find out in the movie that she's actually is in the will and they cut and Christopher Palmer's character actually cuts them out of the will. You actually get to see a little bit of that greediness in that movie movie and everything. But there's plot twists all around this thing. I don't want to go into any more spoilers or anything like that in case you guys actually want to go see it. Not only that, but I also want to point out too that yes, this is like a modern day version of Clue and everything else. And I did say Chris Evans does steal the show in this movie. But his character is one very one-dimensional and stuff like that. But it doesn't take you out of the movie. The dialogue flows really well. And also, too, it's quite enjoyable to actually see how the this dysfunctional family reacts to everything that goes on around them. What I mean by that, when you have, of course, you have Martha who gets the money. Then you also have that aspect. Then you also have where all the family are fighting against each other and... You know, Chris Evans is enjoying that part. You, uh, Michael Shannon's over there trying to actually break up the family from letting it, uh, not letting anything bother them and stuff like that. So you have uh, different things going on and and with this whole entire dysfunctional family at one time. And matter of fact, it doesn't feel too convoluted or anything like that, which is something that I was actually worried about going into this film, where there would be too much going on. But, you know what, it handles itself very well. I have to say it's a very good movie to actually check out for at least one time. Daniel Craig, on the other hand, as the detective, does a really good job at trying to find out, get to the bottom of everything. And, of course, you know, I feel like that the southern accent that he had for this movie, I I really felt like it was out of place. I would actually feel better if he actually just used his English accent because of the fact, number one, this is a mystery type of movie and the fact too like when we see mystery movies and stuff like that you actually see at least an English actor in this in that kind of setting and to see him play a southern guy investigating this crime just feels kind of out of place in a certain sense and I wish that they wouldn't have actually gave him that southern accent unless he decided to go ahead and put it in there but I just didn't feel like it was actually needed to actually have that southern accent in it but the movie is enjoyable. Ryan Johnson does a good job with the characters, like I mentioned. And, of course, you know, this movie will keep you guessing all the way through. And it also has this really dark humor to it if you're into dark comedies and stuff like that. And, you know, like I said before, Michael Shannon actually does a good job. He actually wants to actually brag on himself that he's actually the good son. And then he also tries to backstab the family as well. And he's also kind of shady as well, but not as shady as what Chris Evans is on that level. But here's the thing. I actually felt like maybe the trailers actually gave us a little bit too much, per se, on who the killer might actually be. And that's not something that I really didn't want to see in the trailer. Because that's, that reminds me of the time whenever I saw Shutter Island. I'm like, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be the mental patient inside the uh, asylum. And the buddy of mine is like, how do you know that? I just know because of how the trailer was set up. And before, and when I saw the movie, I'm like, yep, I knew that was going to happen. So it wasn't really a big shock to me. 
But I really wanted to go into this movie thinking that this was actually going to be a plot twist to where I could actually say that I was actually wrong about. But the suspect that I actually thought was going to be the killer was the killer, and that's all I have to say about it. But I'm actually happy that Ryan Johnson's film was actually successful with this movie to the point where they actually did greenlight a Knives Out movie, Knives Out Part 2 movie. So, hey, I'm happy that he's actually getting another chance to actually put out another Knives Out uh, sequel. So, we're just going to have to wait and see how that's going to turn out. But go ahead, check out Knives Out. Let me know what you guys think, if you liked it or not. Another thing, too, is go ahead and leave me a voicemail message telling me what you think of the reviews that I do. Or if you have any questions or whatever, let me know. And then, of course, we also have a Movie Lovers Unite uh, email address, which is movieloversunite at gmail.com. I'll go ahead and check out the emails from time to time to see if anything's, anything's there. So, anyways, let's go on ahead and talk about my next movie review, which is called Black and Blue. Black and Blue is about a rookie policewoman in New Orleans, and she captures the shooting death of a young drug dealer on her body cam. After realizing the murder was committed by corrupt cops, she teams up with the only person from the community who is willing to help her now. She finds herself on the run from the cops and everybody else within the uh, bad part of New Orleans. Now, what I have to say about this is, is the fact that Tyrese Gibson is in this movie, and he does a fantastic job in this movie. It goes to show that he can actually do serious roles rather than being the jokester. And don't get me wrong, he did a fantastic job in Baby Boy and also in Four Brothers. But in this movie and everything too, it just shows the level of acting he can actually do if given the right script. Because he doesn't really joke around in this movie at all. He's very serious in this movie. And then, of course, the rookie cop, she does a fantastic job in this movie as well. She's on the run from these guys, and you can actually feel the fear of that whole entire thing where she's in the wrong neighborhood. People look down on cops all the time. Even though she is black herself, she's in the black neighborhoods of New Orleans, and she's struggling to survive, to try and get away from the dirty cops that actually framed her and set her up. And it seems like she has no one to turn to, not even her own partner or anything like that, because she can't trust him because she's afraid that he's actually connected in with the other cops. And and then you also have the, uh, the cop that's actually in on the whole entire thing with the other gangs. So it's like, pretty much, if you actually think about this movie, and you think about the movie Training Day with Denzel Washington, and if you remember all the sleuths of other movies that came in during that time where... They decided, okay, you know what? Training Day actually worked. So, you know what we're going to do is we're going to make other movies that look like Training Day. And that's exactly what this movie feels like. But there's also a political message within this movie itself. It goes in towards uh, black and uh, blue on black uh, violence whenever you're dealing with cops. It goes in towards some other stuff, too, as well, with gun violence. And then also there's also that. But it doesn't just it doesn't focus primarily on those things. It breaks away from all that. And it goes into the struggle of this woman who's trying to survive and everything on her own, being a cop, and she can't even trust her own people or anything like that. And she's having to trust her one of her friends that she hasn't seen in a long time to try and help her out of this situation, out of New Orleans, out of this bad part of New Orleans and everything, and get herself 
to a place to where she can actually turn this body cam in to where she can have people that she trusts because they're actually after that body cam and she's there after her because of the stuff that was filmed. And then you also have the gangs that are after her. This movie's a nonstop action thrill ride all the way through. I actually felt like the emotion with her struggling, and not only that, but even at the very beginning and everything, it actually gives you a little bit of groundwork as well. And you see, what I mean by that is the groundwork. And the groundwork is this. She's actually, like I mentioned before, she's actually a rookie, so she's trying to find her place within the police station and stuff like that on herself and trying to figure out how to actually fit in. And then also, too, whenever her partner decides that he wants a day off and everything to spend time with his family, that's when she teams up with this other guy who winds up being her temporary partner for that one shift. And within that one shift, that's when things go awry where you actually have that whole entire shooting that took place. But another thing too is like before that even happens, you know, she was thinking that uh she was going to be taking down some some suspects and things like that as well to where she can actually be a hero and be someone that people can actually trust and lean on. And then all of a sudden it's just been, been crushed because of the fact that she's on the run from these guys. And she just doesn't know if she can trust anybody. So there's that level of scariness and everything within that movie in itself. I thought that that she did a very good job of captivating um, that part. I thought that this was a very good throw ride. If you're looking for a good action flick where you're looking for some tension build up. A lot of things going on, on in the movie where you're wanting the very best for this character to try and get out of the situation she's in and wondering how she's going to get out of the situation check out this movie black and blue blue is really good i have to say it's really good to actually rent on uh, blu-ray or dvd at the red box same thing with knives out i felt like knives out was a really good movie to watch at least one time i don't know about picking it up on blu-ray or anything like that i really didn't really care for Knives Out as much as I wanted to, but still, overall, it was still a fun film to actually sit through and watch, at least one time, just to say that you watched it. But, anyways, tell me what you guys think about that, tell me what you guys think about Black and Blue. Another thing, too, is, uh, I know that I haven't done any things since Friday or anything like that, it's just that I've been busy with work, but I'm hoping to get back into the swing of things. Matter of fact, I'm supposed to be interviewing an independent, um, music, songwriter, who also cosplays on the channel pretty soon. I think sometime this week I'm supposed to be interviewing her. Her name is Jessica. So I hope that you guys actually uh, listen to that podcast episode. And I also did another podcast episode with ACS uh, News and everything. And we had a really good time to actually talk about spoof movies and stuff like that. So, anyways, tell me what you guys have to say about that. Let me know what you guys think of my reviews. And until next time, bye-bye.